Blog Talk Radio. This is the Mike Savilla Radio Program for <laughs> Thursday, February 20th, 2013. On tonight's show, um, I'm going to be playing an interview like I did on the previous show uh, of an interview, uh, people interviewing me on a local uh, radio show uh, called uh, Brain Food from the Heartland uh, from today, uh, February 20th, 2014. And uh, today's topics uh, include um, social media and medicine, which you talked to me about, uh, technology and medicine, uh, also physician rating sites, and uh, a lot of different, uh, and it's always interesting having people uh, from outside the medical community ask me some of these questions so it's always interesting how uh, how they ask them and how i answer them so i will be playing that and also sharing some uh, uh some things from my life and over the past uh, few weeks uh so all that and a lot more on episode 324 of the mike Zilla radio program starting right now show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Mike Sabella Radio Program. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Sabella, the one-man social media machine for seven years running. That's right. Check out the site at drmikesabella.com. And what is this show about? I tell people this is a commentary, commentary about social media medicine, and life. Today is Thursday, February 20th, 2014. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, that's right, it's February, February, and it is 50, 50 degrees Fahrenheit here at World Headquarters. And uh, the temperature is going to be going down soon, but... uh, I said last week and this week I would not believe 50 degrees until it was here, and now it's here. (laughs) And, of course, today and yesterday, since it gets over 40 degrees, it gets over 30 degrees. You see people in shorts and flip-flops at Walmart. Of course, that would probably happen any (laughs) time. But even more today and yesterday. So how has your week been going? Because, yes, I haven't done a podcast in probably about two to three weeks or three to four weeks. And to be honest, I have not been on social media uh, that much lately. Um, posting here and there on Twitter and Facebook, very limited. 
very limited uh, blog posts. Um, I did some posting at my last uh, leadership meeting in Kansas City, and I've been meaning to catch up from that, and I haven't had to. Why? Mainly because uh, life is just getting in the way. (laughs) Work has been very busy, uh, and life has been busy. So, yes, uh, again, I have not quit social media again. Uh, It's just things are just getting in the way. Some good things, some bad things, and I don't want to bore you with all of that, but uh, overall things are good these days. Tonight I had a a hospital board meeting. I don't know if I should share that, that I'm on the hospital board of directors, but it's always interesting, that point of view, uh, seeing the big picture about how healthcare is delivered in a small community. So that's always exciting. Uh, And of course, I've been talking with everybody from my patients to colleagues uh, to everybody that's just cabin fever has really set in uh, to uh, Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters in this community, in this state, in this region of the country. We're just ready for spring to be here uh, and to get out and do things and to not be so cooped up uh, inside. Uh, the kids have had so many days off and uh, uh, from school, and it's just been been very crazy with that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, life is good. Uh, this morning's interview, uh, which I'll share uh, a little bit more detail, it was fun. Uh, it was an hour. Uh, went by very, very quickly, uh, and I will uh, I will share with that after the break here. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I wish I had more to talk about. I, I feel bad. Uh, those of you out there who are who are waiting for the next night shift show with Kat. Uh, we just have not been able to uh, match up schedules. She's been working or I've been working and or out of town uh, and uh, haven't been able to match up our schedules. But one of these days we'll be able to get to the night shift show uh, here, which is always fun. It's always a good time. Always great ratings, uh, people listening and things on a Saturday night. So uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to have a a, a uh, an entertaining and informing and a lots of laughs uh, Saturday night uh, night shift. So hopefully that should be coming up soon. Uh, so I will uh, take my break here. Uh, but first, I do want to thank Block Talk Radio uh, for having me be a featured host on this network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. That's right, 2005, kids. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. Uh, I am a family physician in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. Uh, So I will take my break. You're listening to the Mike Savella Radio Program, a proud member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.com, and we'll be right back.
That's right, broadcasting like nobody's listening. <laughs> this is the Mike Savella Radio Program on a Thursday night, February 20th, 2014. That's right, it's 50 degrees Fahrenheit at 9 p.m. So very much enjoying this weather, but now there's the floods out there now, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> Uh, so let's get to our main topic here. I'm, I'm going to play this interview uh, here from this morning. And uh, if you weren't able to uh, listen to episode 323, uh, this is a uh, an Internet-based radio show like this one uh, called Brain Food from the Heartland uh, by our friend uh, Louis B. Free. And uh, that is out of the Youngstown Vindicator newspaper newsroom. And you can uh, get there by going to louisfreeshow.com or vindy.com is the newspaper site. They broadcast uh, uh, 8 a.m. to noon Eastern time. And our interview was today, of course, February 20th, 2014, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time uh, this morning. And uh, I was there with uh, a, a, a communications professor, the chair of the communications department, our good friend, Dr. Adam Earnhardt, uh, was there also giving commentary on uh, on social media from his uh, point of view, and, and also the, the editor of the, uh, the indicator, I believe his name is Todd Franco, was also there as well. Uh, and uh, we chatted it up for about 40 minutes, uh, and that's how long this clip is. And I'll tell you right now, the last part of this clip uh, was cut off because uh, the recording device that I was using cut off the last uh, two or three minutes of the interview, but you will get the heart of the uh, of the interview. And actually, you'll get the beginning. Uh, and you just won't get the, the last two or three minutes, which are not really consequential. It was just kind of more bantering at the uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the interview. And uh, it was fun. It was fun going back there again. I again uh, thank Louie uh, for the invitation to come up. I thank the Vindicator newspaper for the. Uh, for the invitation to come up. I do encourage you to check out their websites, vindy.com and louisfreeshow.com. And uh, um, if you can get them some more hits, uh, they'll see that I am a relevant guest up there. <laughs> if they get more hits on their website uh, and on their link, uh, they can show uh, show them that I have a very, uh, very powerful uh, 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 audience out there to have people click on over there and uh, and say uh, that they that they like the show that I'm on. Uh, so I will play this here, and uh, this is about uh, 40 minutes, and, and uh, after it, I'll have some commentary to close up uh, tonight's show. Uh, so here we go. So this is from uh, today. This is from February 20th, 2014, the Louis B. Free Show. Brain Food from the Heartland, louisfreeshow.com and uh, vindy.com, the Youngstown Vindicator newspaper. And uh, here we go. All right. And back live from the Vindicator newsroom, there is, there is so much brain power. There, I mean, there is so much brain power. No, I'm serious. I, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm intimidated as an... As a, you know, I learned a couple of big words: autodidactic, polymathic radio artist. It makes it sound it's like wow. a undereducated, a self-educated, interested in a lot of things. Um, whew, you guys, wow! Well, I have joining me, uh, of course, designer Dan, who will have film up at around six o'clock tonight, and I appreciate uh, his work. He's an amazing, amazing young man, designer Dan. I have from Youngstown State University, 
I, I was going to say the eye of the hurricane, but the eye of the hurricane is where it's... Well, it's actually quieter, isn't it, uh, Professor? Adam it's much quieter. And why is you than it is outside, correct? I, you know, I haven't eaten in days. I haven't slept in days. Look, I'm, look at me. I haven't shaved. I haven't bathed. Sorry, Mike. I'm sitting right next to Mike. Oh, but yeah. I, yeah no. I was going to say, ma- neither I mean, have I other than the bathe. I, I no, did shower early. You know... Summer. Going to work every day, doing my job. That's all that matters. That's what you've got to do. Well, Professor, welcome once again. I, I, I love the relationship that we've yeah, developed. Yeah. Also, with Dr. Mike Savella. Doc, thank you. It's, it's great to be here. And uh, I, I did shower, so I, I, we'll, we'll I think all of us except Adam, uh, by the uh, way. Yeah, we'll if it's funky, it's Adam. I was, Todd, saying, it's, I was saying it's been so bad on campus that I haven't showered or shaved or eaten or slept or anything. You know. <laughs> Kind of a busy week up there. Yeah, yeah not what's much going, going on. on. What's going on? <laughs> Isn't it more like the? I mean, do you feel? I've got to ask you, Professor. Do you feel that all the stuff going on is outside of the university? All the people. This is who should be the the you know trestle should be this. All the stuff all the time, and the university is still just moving forward. Correct? Oh yeah. Or no. I mean, look. At the end of the day, I think all m- most people want to do is just show up and do their job and. And, you know, it's like anytime there's a little bit of controversy, it makes for interesting water cooler talk. But at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We're showing up and teaching our classes and, and you know, getting this, this uh, the next generation of leaders ready to get out there and hit the world running. So, so it's day to day, just yeah. things moving on. Yeah. How, how rocked were you when you heard about... Uh, uh, you know, okay, and, and this is... A, I was I mentioned this the other day too. I, I w- it was in denial because uh, my wife and I were sitting. I mean, they had just my wife is the advisor for the Jam Bar, and she got in the uh, a call from the editor in chief about, hey, what do you know about this? Which she knew nothing, and neither did I. So it was immediately denial. Like, well, there's no way. I mean, it, you know, it seems impossible. But uh, just got here. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, but look, I mean, I completely get it. I mean, I understand I why this this guy's doing what he's doing. I I think I would. I would probably have done it too. I mean, it's it's a it's a perfect, it's a unique. Like I think he's he said a unique experience or a unique opportunity. I think he, it's absolutely right. All right, it broke on social media, and we want to talk about about uh, social media. I mean, the best our understanding is it broke on on social media. Um, you're staying now, bro, right? I'm in. All I'm right. good. All right. Okay. Editor Todd Franco has been the busiest. You have been you've been bouncing around and buzzing like a, a wild man. It's been a busy couple days. Oh, he's got his laptop open here. <laughs> well, I felt um, I felt like I was going to be special today, like you know, launching the radio program into a new level by by bringing the uh, another screen in. I had no idea that. Oh, Doc, oh Mike that shows Doc up. Was, right Doc was going to be our first guest to bring. <laughs> he brought a laptop. laptop. I mean, I he comes so, in. I feel so uh, inadequate with my smartphone yeah, sitting here wait, in front of me. Wait a minute! <laughs> so I've got small. my not so smartphone. <laughs> 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 you know, you got. <laughs> I think in the, under that measure, it's the only time that you're going to be the smallest guy in the room. I guess. Wow. I, I'm telling you. Man. Actually. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. You know. well, but, but you got that arsenal. Yeah, I do. Oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like having a derringer, but two um, shotguns behind yeah. you. If we do have you guys come back on, please don't don't up the ante. Don't come in with your flat screen from your and my Google TV. Glass. Oh, Google yeah. Glass. Yeah, yeah, right. Hang it up. Take, take Lou Reed down off the wall. Oh, yeah. Your, put your wireless connected iCloud monitor. Rest in peace, Lou. Rest in peace. Again, you know, we've been talking about social media, and and Dr. Savella, uh, if you would tell us a little bit about your involvement with social media. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean it was great being here last month. Uh, just to, to let people know, I, I'm a guy who, uh, I'm a local guy, born and grew up here in the Youngstown area, and went to YSU, so that I kind of have a dog in this fight as well. And uh, But the whole, whole social media thing started probably, I don't know, even five years ago now. Um, I was curious about, you know, my field, the medical industry, doctors, are they doing stuff on social media? Are they putting opinions out there? All that kind of stuff. So I just started, you know, just exploring that. Uh, I, have a, I have a blog. I have a podcast. I do Twitter. I do Facebook. And I do a lot of patient education with that type of stuff. And, you know, when we talk about current news, when there's current news in the medical world, when if there's a, if there's a big medical conference going on, I know what's going on as far as the new medicines and the new research. Um, but uh, it's interesting stuff like this when we talk about YSU and the president and all that type of stuff. When, when you see stuff in local news like this pop out, because uh, I know I was tweeting about it and doing Facebook about it, and, and all of my friends and all of my colleagues and all of my alumni from my high school and from YSU, we've been all been talking about it too for the last few days. So, so even though I have a social media interest with this, I mean, I, I think uh, uh, I've been kind of contributing to uh, spreading the word about an, an important story like this that's going on locally. When I think about, uh, as, um, you know, the, the Internet, not social media per se, but Heidi Daniel was in yesterday, our wonderful new library director, and she was saying that years ago she went on, we are talking about medical information and how you have to be careful online. She had thought she had a detached retina and went to emergency <coughs> or, or something, and it wasn't. She read online, you know, symptoms and, of course, thought, it, I've got a detached retina, and it wasn't. It was something with a contact lens. Um, again, you, there's a lot of bad information. That's why I think it's so great as you, as a physician, a real doctor, mm-hmm. a real physician, mm-hmm. uh, posting as opposed to someone like me saying, you know what, uh, but just eat, just take some more turmeric and you'll be okay. Yeah, there, there is a lot of bad information out there, and and, and uh, I, I use social media as an education point for my patients. There's a lot of doctors who say, you know, I don't talk to patients about what they found on the on the Internet, and I think that's a bad sign. Um, and, of course, I don't, you know, take everything that on the Internet is gospel as well. I use that as, a, as an opportunity to discuss with my patients what the good information is, what the bad information is. You know, in, in, uh, in our world, I mean, uh, you know, there's... And it's crossover into mainstream media, too, the discussion about vaccines. We talked about last time when I was here. Um, and uh, I've been reading some interesting things on how social media uh, influences people's opinion on media itself. Um, a few months ago, Katie Couric did a whole thing about about um, vaccines and how they're bad. And, and uh, the medical community responded to that on the Internet, on social media, saying Katie Couric is wrong. She's just looking for ratings. And she's spreading bad information. This is the right information. This is this is you know how you know vaccines do not cause autism, all that type of stuff. So so I really think that that medical uh, arena in social media they are pushing back on a lot of these celebrities and and people who are giving bad information out there. Did it kind of um, did the medical community's <coughs> interest in it get launched quickly? It seemed five years ago there was all of a sudden these websites started popping up with rate your doctor and and yeah. and then I mean uh, it almost sounds like the the medical community was caught off guard these websites showing up all of a sudden people walking in you know with ratings about, about their doctors and, and canceling out. how did that start and how did the medical community counter it uh, actually the, uh, the, the I think the medical community um, started with this vaccine vaccines and autism um, story, uh, which was a, a bad study, and a lot of people, like celebrities, and you know, people remember Jenny McCarthy, really got out in front of this. 
Um, and at that point, there was not an organized medical response to it. So she kind of had free reign to go not only on shows like Oprah, but on like ABC News, CBS News, which gave her more credibility. And there were not a lot of doctors out there on social media at the time to respond to that. Um, so a lot of, I got, you know, I'm a family doctor and, and uh, you know, I, I give a lot of immunizations to kids. And I was trying to combat that in my exam room, talking to parents, trying to say, hey, this is a bad study. It does not cause autism. But, you know, people like celebrities, people like Jenny McCarthy has have a big megaphone. That was five years ago. Now, I mean, I use the example now of the Katie Court show, you know, where she was trying to do the same thing, but the medical community was was ready for that. They responded to that, and now I'm seeing it turn the other side from parents saying, oh, we believe what, you know, the real doctors are saying and not what people are saying on, you know, shows like that. When, when that first happened, some <coughs> talk show criticism came out. I think that, uh, that the medical community actually started saying if, making patients sign release forms fact or fiction uh it is so so um when i talk to doctors and and i've been talking to i've been talking nationally to doctors about some of this stuff and one of the first things i tell them is that um you know go to the internet and google your name Hmm. and and what what doctors don't know about is that when they google their name uh, five years ago they're like well you know you're just going to show my doctor of the year award from podunk wherever but it actually gives you a physician rating site, which a lot of doctors didn't know about. So, and doctors, you know, try to sit, go to those sites and say, take that stuff down, which they can't because it's a First Amendment type of thing. So they were having a lot of their patients sign a release saying, you will never use social media, Facebook, Twitter, to talk about this office or me, or we will kick you out as a patient. So that was kind of a response back then, which I think is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that would that's what was happening four or five years ago. How did it go with the with the rest of the medical medical community? But also, how did it do with the consumers? I mean, how long did that stand stand as a trend? Is it still happening today? Do you hear? I still think it's still happening today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what doctors try to do is they try to have that stuff removed. But what I tell doctors is that well, it's kind of like Amazon. You know, it's like you when people go to Amazon and they see some uh, something rated. I I tell them well, what do you do now? Well, you throw out the really bad ratings and you throw out the really good ratings and the truth is somewhere in the middle and so and I talk to my patients about ratings too and I'm like well you know you don't have to give me five stars and everything I just want you to be honest about it and there's stuff you like and there's stuff that you don't like uh, then we should talk about it so uh, so it's still out there physician ratings are not going away um, doctors just have to learn how to deal with it. And it's not just doctors. It's hospitals. It's clinics. Sure. Um, everybody's going to have this rating system out there. Any any examples where doctors actually went after oh, patients? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after patients, no, but they have sued, like, those companies that have <coughs> that. They have pretty much not been successful because people have their first memory right to say whatever they want. Now, the trick with that is that doctors really can't respond to what they see on the rating site because that um, goes against patient confidentiality and patient privacy. So kind of the patient can kind of say whatever they want, but the physician really can't respond back, and that's kind of unfair. When you, when you two got together, how, uh, 
Professor Earnhardt and not on the air no not on the air yeah we just we got bailed out of jail and it, was, uh, <laughs> it was in Vegas and it was yeah it's on YouTube somewhere yeah. somewhere <laughs> no I mean yeah I mean we, we I mean uh, I think I reached out to him or he reached out to me and say hey you're doing some cool stuff about social media you know we should chat and you know, is there stuff going on in the university that I can maybe help out with? And uh, that's kind of how we started chatting. Yeah, M- Mike's not one to toot his own horn, but I- I'll tell you, uh, you know, he is really a, a trailblazer in my estimation because he's one of the first uh, people in his profession that's willing to take on social media and talk about this stuff and, and dispel some of these myths that we see on social media. Um, and, and he's also not afraid, I think, in some cases, and I don't want to speak for you, but to tell people that it's okay to go on social media to talk about this stuff to engage people but just to do it in a responsible way um and i we had we had a conversation months ago and i was talking about how a, a um, chief of dermatology at one of our local clinics i'll just leave it at that um our, our daughter has an epidermal nevi um, which covers half of her body and uh, my my wife and I, and she's three years old, you know. So my wife and I are are in, in investigating this. And where do you think we're going to go to investigate this? I mean, yeah, we're going to go talk to doctors, we're going to go talk to the specialists. But damn it, if the first place we didn't go was right to Google and type in epidermal nevi, after the doctor told us not to do it, still did it, did it yeah, because did you know. Yeah, and, and I think it's like when you tell your kid, hey, don't reach for the cookie jar. What's the kid gonna do? Reach the, yeah. Gonna reach for the cookie I did a jar. story back in October on a uh, Boardman band student. It was a, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great story to do, and uh, and the the dad said the same thing. The doctor said, "Do not go to the website because it'll just break your heart." And he yeah. goes, "I did." And the pictures were horrific, and it was not what my daughter has. I mean, so it was, but at the same time, it made it gave me a whole new level of appreciation for people who are suffering from that disease, right? And it it did open my eyes a little bit more. And it also opened us up to people who are on Twitter and Facebook who have pages devoted to this. Otherwise, we would have never even known about it. But because we are able to connect with these people all over the world who are suffering from the same thing, we're able to, it's 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 more like, you know, group therapy a little bit than, than anything else. What decisions did you make specifically based on what you found? See another doctor? Yeah. And we actually, that's what we ended up doing because a lot of people said, hey, go, go you know, go for second and third opinions. Um, and, and that's exactly what we did. And when we did, we found out that this, cream or lotion or whatever we were putting on was absolutely the wrong thing because it was, you know, and, and, and sure enough, it hasn't spread. You know, with our, so now our approach, and I, and I think this is in, in part to our investigation online and, and looking for the right people who specialize in, in, the, in, this, uh, in this Nevi, um, because we went and did some investigation and talked to people on social media, we were able to find the right specialist in the, in the right treatment. So again, uh, an, an advantage. The doctor says, "Don't you do?" and you move on. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and I and I appreciate. I mean, people like Mike that are going online to you know talk to their patients, talk to other that. people about you know about some of the things. I mean, obviously you can't diagnose. Well, maybe you can. I don't know. Well, you can't <laughs> diagnose somebody on on social media, but but at least you know you can lead them to other sites, other people who might be able to help them out. Or can you, Doc, or can you diagnose on, on social media? Well, the, there's this whole wave now that I think just started last year, initially, that really people are pushing uh, 
as far as telemedicine. Yeah. You know, what can you diagnose over the Internet? What can you do over a video conference? What can you do over Skype? And there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are pushing for that. Now, not every single diagnosis you can diagnose online, but there are a lot of people out there who are using Internet to diagnose um, that have a relationship with patients and patients, you know, pay a fee or whatever it is. So, yeah, so telemedicine is, is something that people are going to be, you know, hearing more about. Now, of course, there's limitations to that. There's dangers to that as well. But people are exploring um, diagnosis and treatment on the Internet right now. I probably am the only one in this room old enough to remember the old doctor house call. I mean, I remember the doctor coming, you know, I, I, when my, my grandmother was ill with a little the bag, you know, and coming up, up the walk and coming to the house. And is it sort of like, a, again, I know there's, there's other issues, you, you know, but at some point you're going to be able to hook up to a machine that will take the blood pressure. I mean, mm -hmm. won't there be, don't you see something with almost like a house call? Sort of I, I do see it, and I see it both ways. There, there are some doctors that are so innovative right now that they, you know, do uh, you know a, 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 a video conference. But if there's an issue, they go physically to their home for an old, you know, an old time type of house call. There are other doctors that are u utilizing visiting nurses. Um, that bring, you know, like a blood pressure machine home, and then they report to the doctor. So it's kind of like the eyes and ears of the doctor at home, but they're not actually there. So, so a lot of innovative type of things are happening right now using technology. So maybe send a, uh, um, like a visiting nurse and then Skype in to the doctor, and mm. the doctor might say, you know, check this, check that, and the doctor mm. could be in an office somewhere and sending mm. out a cadre of visiting nurses with with. Yeah, I, I've been reading some things about that, especially out wow. west, you know, where, where the doctor can be hundreds of miles away and there's not a lot of access for patients, but they do have visiting nurses in that county or in that town that can at least give them medical, you know, information. So there's a lot of innovative things using technology these days. I lived, wow. uh, I lived out in the Cornhusker State for uh, four years, 93 to 97, and this crazy thing called distance learning where you're actually sitting in a in a uh, classroom and there's a monitor and it was like you know wow this can never work this is, you know uh, and, and we tried it a couple times actually did some job interviews with some candidates up at some campuses up in South Dakota and uh, and so like wow this could be pretty cool had no idea you know in 93 to 97 think of what you know what, what life was like back then oh, yeah. just with a, a monitor and big fancy well, connecting cameras e even even right now I mean you know people have a very powerful computer in their pocket you know, and I, I know a lot of uh, people at my their friends. smartphone. Yeah, their smartphone in here. And, you know, especially I have a lot of friends in the diabetes community. You know, some of them are using this to log their blood sugars and then text it to their doctor and say, this is what my blood sugars are or my blood pressures are. There's a lot of apps out here that people are very self-motivated to track their weight, you know, or track their blood sugars. So... Um, using technology, even if you don't have to, you know, go out to the store and get a lot of stuff. A lot of people have their smartphone and they're utilizing it right now. People are, you know, have their little pedometers that they wear on their hip. Uh, so technology and health is a very exciting field these days. Where, uh, uh, professor, where do you see where do you see it going? I mean, I know this is probably always the question. Where you know that you know a, a futurist? Are you, yeah. yeah. What do you see in the future? Well, I, and, and I, if, when in terms of technology, I've always taken an optimistic view, and and maybe this comes from my upbringing and some of the um, professors that I've had who who never were pessimists about 
where technology can take us. I mean, these are the people who, you know, grew up with television when people were saying television was going to ruin us as a society, right? And we're still here. Uh, we're still functioning. But well, I, I think, you sort know, of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? <laughs> Loosely here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, you know, like with everything else, um, I always preach this high-tech, high-touch. You know, there's, there has to be a balance between what you're doing uh, on social media and, and your face-to-face relationships. Um, this ability to unplug every day, uh, to, to, to unplug and go talk to somebody face-to-face to, to build that relationship is just as important in our personal, you know, family-friend relationships as it is for your healthcare relationships with your doctors and everybody else. Um, one of the ways that I really see this uh, idea of um, healthcare kind of changing uh, with with social media with these apps. I mean, uh, Mike's talking about having this powerful computer right right here in our our pockets. Um, is this ability to build support networks on our smartphones on like Google Hangouts for example Google Hangouts allows you to video chat with a group of people I think up to 10 people and imagine taking that support group okay and I whether it's AA or or Weight Watchers or cancer survivors whatever you take that support group, and you're and and if you can't physically go like um, like Todd was talking about, hundreds of miles away, and to meet with them, but you can meet with them right here. It, it at least it connects you with those people where you otherwise wouldn't be able to be connected with them. So I think that's pretty cool. Is there is there a threat or a potential? I mean, I think in the face to face medical world, it seems folks have gotten concerned and. Even at my doctor's office, you are, I mean, they have a pretty streamlined operation. You're in, you're out. Your, uh, your nurse is walking around with a laptop punching your information in. The ability to help from 50 miles, 100 miles away, does that even, does it create potential for even um, quicker medicine and that, that's a risk to people? It depends what type of thing that they're managing. Yeah. So if it's something, you know, like, um, you know, blood pressure or blood sugar or that type of thing, that's relatively easier. But if something, if, if somebody needs to physically, you know, if a doctor needs to physically look at them or listen to them or examine them, uh, that's very limiting over the Internet, as you can probably imagine. How many cases have you bumped into or, or your peers or in your, in your talks, how many people have misdiagnosed the, themselves? Now, it's, it wouldn't be necessarily a... a a sole issue of social media as we've misdiagnosed ourselves for thousands of years. I mean, yeah. the wrong medicine, the wrong aspirin, but with social media, obviously, a lot of information at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. How many times do you bump into folks who you just shake their head at what they did to themselves or to their kid because they just went online? Oh, I mean, I you know, I, I experience that every day. <laughs> you know, yeah. People come into my office and they said, uh, Doc, you know, I had this whatever. And then uh, I went to XYZ website, typed it in, got freaked out, called you, and I'm here today. So now, of course, you know, that there's tragic cases of that happening as well, people ignoring things or people doing this or that. Um, but people are trying to diagnose themselves all so, the time. So, so it's more so an issue of people ignoring things because online gave them some reason to ignore or they went and did the wrong thing. They, they, Probably they both. Both, yeah. yeah, something like that. We, know, yeah. we, we could be getting to this point, too. And this, is, this could be, a, a, and I, uh, even though I call myself an optimist, um, there, is a, there is a real issue of information desensitization. <laughs> 
And what that basically means is that we're overloaded with so much information that we become not just desensitized to the really terrible news, the really terrible information, but even information that pertains to us. And we don't realize it because there's so much of it there that we kind of overlook the real important information that might pertain to us. For example, like overlooking, if even if we're searching for something in a quick few minutes, quick few key terms, the information's pulled up in front of us on Google, and we just skip over it because there's just so much of it there. Yeah, and and that's what I tell patients. I, I say, you know, I'm here to kind of interpret all of this very confusing information that's out there on the Internet. Some of it, you know, is biased towards one point of view or another point of view. Um, so that's why you're here to kind of see so I can look at you and I can examine you and kind of see what's best for you. Now, getting back to, you know, things like, you know, there's always been, you know, um, uh, patient and uh, diagnosis-related, illness-related support groups out there. They, they've been out there for years. But now they're out there on the Internet. And, and people, I've had a lot of my patients who have had cancer or who have had a certain diagnosis, they go to the Internet and they find other people who have the same diagnosis. And what they've told me is that, oh, you know, I don't feel like I'm the only person with this illness now. I feel connected because there are some things, and I talked about this in my talks, there's some things that I can't answer as a physician. You know, you have to talk with somebody who has that illness. The example that I use is that, you know, uh, I have a good friend who who has uh, diabetes. And uh, she talked about on her blog one day, and she asked out there, how do you hide an insulin pump in a wedding dress? And that's something, as me as a clinician or a doctor, I can't even do that. But she went over there, and this blog post has 50, 60, 70 different comments, not just from the United States, from all around the world. And they go there, and I go there too, but I don't go there to say, oh, I'm Dr. Savilla and I'm a doctor. I go there to learn. I go there to listen because the best thing you can do as a doctor is to listen before you say anything. And I learn a lot from, from that so I can share with my patients what I've seen about what these virtual support groups do. It's a fascinating thing to kind of read and look at some of these things. Dr. Yeah, Savilla, that'd be, that'd be perfect for Pinterest, by the way, <coughs> I mean, that, that kind of topic, like how do you hide an insulin pump in, with a wedding dress, prom dress, I mean, that, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that you would see on Pinterest, I would think, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing you can see on the Internet. I mean, you, can, you can't find that anywhere else. That's great. Yeah. I, again, Pinterest, you know, that's something we've got to talk about. Oh, someday. some, I point, mean, some yeah. of the other things. I mean, what are the other things we should be... First, let me... Uh, forgive me. We're live from the Vindicator Newsroom. Designer Dan's filming, so we'll be filmed up uh, around 6 o'clock tonight. Co-hosting, of course, uh, Todd Franco, editor of the Vindicator, and our very special guest from Youngstown State University, Professor Adam Earnhardt. Given this is the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no and, and Dr. Dr. Mike Savilla. Given this is a social media topic, I'd like to be called Todd Two Screen because I'm. Uh, Todd Two Screen. Todd, okay, <laughs> I got to make. You're you're three screening it today. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I only have one screen, so I feel inadequate. It, I, I, Some, no, there is a pill for that, though. Somewhere in your pocket. There is a pill for that. Yeah. I've got, no, somewhere in your pocket. You've, you've got your you've phone. Got a screen hidden somewhere. Yeah. Right? yeah. Got, so, I, I can't yeah. talk about it. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. <laughs> you have to delete stuff. But if you play the, the Angry Birds, I'm telling you, it's weekend, the NSA. Oh, that's right. We had, a, we had an interesting encounter um, back in the fall uh, with uh, competing doctors, competing views of an injury for for my son and and differing practices so one doctor had had one path to go on and and, uh, and it would have been about um um a couple thousand dollars in expenses and uh and a cast and a boot and i called another buddy 
and uh, and both of our friends. And I called another buddy. So here's the route that that that, that, that we're going. And he goes, Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised they told you that. Go go Google this, read it, show it to your son, show it to your wife, and then see what you want to do. And sure enough, it said pretty much rest it, therapy, um, you know, patience. And he goes, you can put the cast on and it'll be over in, in six weeks, or you can not do a thing and rest it and read what they what they say and it'll be over in six weeks. Take your choice. Oh, so they were like uh, Judge Judy on that. I was Judge Judy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and also the uh, the uh, I was also the guy watching the budget and watching the uh, logic and 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 thinking of all the issues of a cast and uh, pretty much decided. Or you were Trump. You're like you're fired. I'm not doing it. I'm not exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we yeah, went with. Uh, That's right. Went <laughs> with the like arrest, <laughs> and um, it, it was true. It, it was fine. You still go to see both doctors or just one? Uh, no, no, both of my friends still. Yeah, so talk friends. So I had a, yeah. I had a, I had a bump into the one uh, a month later when he didn't see the cast on my kid. I said, "Hey, just got a second opinion." Yeah, and there you go. go. But it doesn't make the, the one with the cast doesn't make it wrong. Right. No, right. I mean, he, it, you know, the cast might have been if he yeah. d- wasn't able to rest it. I, I mean, I'm asking. Yeah. You're the, you're the physician. Yeah. If he wasn't a, in this case, again, with that, with limited information, my guess is as as. The uneducated one in the room. If, if he wasn't able to rest it, and he had to be, you know, on it, the cast would maybe protect to make sure that it would heal. I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's hard saying. You know, he could have said, "Yeah, this is where we're going." <laughs> so I mean, it does make, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I guess, I guess the, the lesson for that is, yeah, I mean, get a second opinion, get a third opinion. There's some doctors that take offense to that, and I'm like, well, why? Uh, so it, it's yeah. not going to hurt, and even if one of those opinions is the internet, then uh, you know it, it doesn't hurt to to talk about it. But let's be honest, though. No offense to your industry, but doctors are kind of a privileged crowd, and and look ha- have a unique skill set that whereas to get a different opinion on a dining room table or a um, <laughs> or, or a shade of paint for for the dining room. The painters aren't going to be up in arms, the furniture folks, but doctors... Are you suggesting ego plays into this? No, 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 <laughs> never. Hey, come on now. Come on. I would never say it. But, 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 but for a doc to be you know, told a different opinion, it's not really comfortable for doc, is it? No, but if anybody has a different opinion about their work, you know, I, I don't think anybody is uh, real, uh, you know, proud about that. So I mean, but doesn't it depend on the way to edit a story? Exactly. No way. You're yeah, exactly. Absolutely wrong. No. <laughs> but I think it depends on on the position because what I've learned about you, Doctor Sibilla, you're very you're open. You want people. You want to talk with people. You want if somebody if if I was your patient and and you said something, I another opinion, I'd come back. If I came back to you and I'd say, "Gee, Doc, this is what I said." Well, I I believe you say. Let's talk about it. Let's see, you know, upside, downside, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, people just take a lot of pride in their work, you know, what, 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 whatever it is. And, and if people question it, you know, whether you're a carpenter or, you know, you're a doctor or you're whatever. I mean, you know, people are, I wouldn't say take offense to it, but maybe a little bit surprised. I think that's human nature. But you know, certainly, yeah, I mean, the, the ego factor with physicians is certainly Especially after the training that, well, the training yeah. that you've had. You yeah. Know, I mean, let's right, right. I think I, would, I think I would respect the doctor who said to me, hey, I think it's this, but, you know, maybe you should talk to somebody else, too. I, mean, I, I think I would respect a doctor who said to me, you know, and if, even if they had just the slightest little bit of doubt in their mind about what they thought the best treatment was or what they thought the, you know, what the symptoms were measuring up to whatever this disease might be, that they would say, hey, you know, maybe you should go talk to someone. Here, I'm going to recommend you to a, a buddy of mine who can look at this, too, and, and, and may concur with me or may not. Uh, I, I think I would respect that doctor more than anybody else. 
Well, each person is different. I mean, I've seen it the other way too. They, you know, some people say you're the doctor, and if if you're not sure, then maybe we should see somebody else or whatever. Yeah. So, Professor, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll say this respectfully, and if uh-oh. if I had an a, a, a exam, oh, you know, uh, you know, yeah. a written <laughs> essay, and I come back and I say. Jeez, Professor Earnhardt, uh, uh, you gave me a C, but I had Professor whomever read it, and they really thought I should have got a B, maybe an A minus. First, uh, I would go talk to that professor <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's happened before, believe it or not. Uh, it happens really? all the time. So I think it happens just about every profession, right? I mean, but yeah, yeah. there's no egos at the university. No, no, no egos. No, no, not no at all. egos. No, that, that oh, uh, but oh well, I mean, journal articles. Hell, we go to publish a journal article, and all it is is blind peer reviews and criticism from people you will never know about, you'll never meet them, and they're basically tearing your work apart. Uh, and, and you talk about developing a thick skin, right? Um, so, yeah, there are egos, but our our egos are crushed uh, on, you know, a daily basis sometimes when we come in with uh, wow. the reading those reviews. Is that, is, that, is that like anonymous comments from the Internet? Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, who, would, who would have that? I don't know. People, what? you know, like, yeah. on, like on Twitter, you know, people just like saying what they want. I, I, mean, that I think that is maybe, I, I, I guess it could be the anonymity of it, yeah. of being able to name yourself whatever, go online, and, and then throw stones at somebody. Yeah. That's, I guess, maybe one of the downsides. Uh, well, I mean, and I, it, w- there's a buddy of mine who works at uh, WVU who um, got back a, um, he's a, he's a prolific writer uh, and, and, and researcher, and he's, so he's submitting, like, multiple studies. And he sent, he sent the, he post, posted on Facebook the other day about how he got three journal reviews back, all rejections. And the and the reviews were scathing, right? I mean, they were just awful. But yet, he's a journal reviewer too, right? So he's he's oh. also <laughs> reviewing, right? So he's like, you know, do I do I pay this forward, right? So somebody's made some really nasty comments about stuff that I did. Clearly, they didn't read the study, or they're just out for you know they you know they want to, but they're hiding behind this 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 I call the shield of anonymity. Um, is is it a good thing? I, I don't know. I mean, I, to some extent, um, you know, especially if people are if they're posting on social media, hiding behind a, a you know a, a pseudonym or whatever, um, yeah, you, you kind of feel bad for those people because clearly they don't have a life, and you know they. And so, if this is their only way to interact with people, then okay. But at the end of the day, I think people should own their words. See, I I I, I think about it. I guess in. It's like a sucker punch because if you're if two guys are standing face to face, you know, if one guy goes to hit the other guy. And I don't want to get into all the philosophy of, of fighting, but you open yourself up. As soon as you know, you can you can protect yourself pretty well until yeah. you go to hit, and that, then, or if you go to kick, then you open yourself up, and then okay. But it's a sucker punch, you know, and that's I guess a more fair, I'd say fair fight. But when you sucker punch, going up to somebody that doesn't, and all of a sudden you hit them from who knows where. That's that's the problem I yeah. think with uh, with some of that with you know it's almost isn't it like a like a oh. social media sucker punch when you're oh yeah like, yeah but you know I think after a while and and, and maybe there I think the generations coming up behind us um, they're dealing a lot with brutal brutal um, posts that people are this uh, whole idea of. Um, you know, people bullying online. I mean, they're they're dealing with this on a completely different level than we, we, you and I never experienced in school, right? I mean, we had bullying in school, but they're they're experiencing it on a whole different level. So, I think the generation that's coming up behind us is going to be a lot more 
equipped to handle stuff like this are going to be a lot more equipped to handle. Uh, they're going to have a, a different skill set than, than we have now uh, and, and in terms of how to react to that kind of stuff and, and, and how to learn how to ignore it and just say, you know what? You don't think the younger generation, I guess one of the things that I, I, I'm thinking about is uh, yesterday I had the, the, the frontline folks on yeah. about Generation Like. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but they talked about the younger generation. I was blown away about what I didn't know. Um, with the generation like, you know, about how these kids, kids that get millions, you know, millions of likes and millions mm. of stuff on, on YouTube and just kids filming themselves in there. I mean, it's, it's, it's an entirely new generation. I mean, yeah. it's, and I don't know where it's going. I was asking the producer, the frontline producer yesterday. I mean, where do you see this going? If you guys didn't get a chance to see it, it's at frontline.org. Uh, generation like, I just, it just I mean, came out this week. Yeah, it's just and that producer yeah. was on earlier in the week, and it was just watching it, and it was just and and what, one of the interesting thing was because they were talking about the commercialism, and we haven't really talked about the, the commercial component of social media, and they interviewed a bunch of kids and uh, asked them what selling out is it like selling out? <laughs> and a lot of them didn't know the concept of like selling out, oh. and I hate to <laughs> harken back to the hippies that you know they sell, don't sell out man yeah. but it, they didn't understand ex- what the concept of selling out well i meant. Think, yeah right and i i think you know um and i don't want to speak for the other people in the room because you i know you have teenagers right Todd, yep. and, and you have grown i've got children, grown right? yeah. yeah and no, you're good. Okay, I'm good. you are good. Uh, <laughs> but I, my my kids aren't. My you know my kids are my kids are still uh, you know eight eight six three and one. So I'm I'm we haven't gotten to the teenage years yet. But I had a conversation with uh, um, one of our instructors the other day. And she has teenagers. Actually, one one teenager who is a really great writer. By the way, she's written some uh, posts for the the teen section of the Huffington Post. And she was talking to her daughter about. Um, Unplugging, right? About you know the balancing, trying to look for this balance between you know being on click, 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 and sliding the screen up and down and leaving posts and things like that, and then and then actually having a real conversation. And she said, you know, it's funny. She said, my parents used to scream at me about being on the phone all the time, about talking on the phone all the time, yeah. right? Interesting. Yeah. And 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 she heard her daughter ta- laughing and talking with somebody on the phone. And she was so excited that, this, that her that daughter was, was having a conversation with somebody on the phone. You talk about a 180. I mean, our parents, I remember taking that wire from our phone, a 100-foot wire, down the hall, down to the basement stairs, so I could have a private conversation with my girlfriend in high school. <laughs> and And now... Having that private conversation with my girlfriend in high school would be, which I don't have a girlfriend in high school, but it, it would be, yeah, it, it would be, <laughs> would be, you know, uh, getting on, you know, Twitter and 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 sending a tweet, not a direct message, but a tweet to that person, and you know, having a conversation with them that way in front of everybody else. I mean, it's just, it's, it's weird. So, uh, it yeah, yeah. So that, uh, this this idea of being able to engage somebody and have a real conversation with them. Uh, is important for this generation that's coming up behind us to learn and and passing notes. I mean, they, oh, I guess yeah. they don't pass notes. I don't know. No, I mean, no, no pa- you know, I remember a this teacher coming notes. for a note. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I ate I stuck it in my mouth and started chewing it. So because I it shouldn't have been read. But I mean, pa- that's what we did. You pass yeah, I mean, the, the new form of passing notes in class now is somebody sitting in the front of the class and they you know see something funny or think something funny and they 
they send a text to the person sitting in the back of the class, so like two seconds later you see the person in the back of the class laugh. You know, that's the that's the new and form of passing notes. And professionals never do it in board meetings. Oh, never. <laughs> no, there's never a group of 12 people and two of them are texting each other about well, the my quality wife, of the speaker. Oh, my wife, my, my wife will know that I'm in a meeting and I'll send her a text and I'll say, shoot me now, get me out of here, I just can't take <laughs> it anymore. I mean, I mean, and she does it too, I mean, it, you know. Um, just a couple minutes left. I'll admit that uh, I love going to the websites and finding the crazy pictures of medical procedures oh. and the person just can oh. you share with us a special I, I love the What is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more So, so the last two or three minutes got uh, cut off there, and it's just basically just banter. <laughs> you got the good stuff there. Uh, thanks again to the uh, Vindicator newspaper, Vindy.com, and also to Glee Be Free, Brain Food from the Heartland, LouisFreeShow.com, uh, live Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. through noon Eastern time listen to it live they don't podcast it they should because it is all uh good stuff and uh, i would just listen to the to the whole interview again and uh, it's uh, it's fun it's great and uh have a pretty good chemistry with the uh with the principals uh there and uh um, i was honored to be there and uh, hopefully i'll get another invite to go back and uh, to chat about whatever they uh whatever they want to chat about so uh but uh, you know, I, I did reflect on a little bit of what they talked about, you know, and uh, you know, especially about anonymous uh, internet blogging and posting, and uh, which was part of the stuff that was cut off. And uh, I shared a little bit about me, about being the Doctor Anonymous, and uh, uh, being an anonymous blogger and anonymous uh, user of the internet on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff for for the first part of my social media life. Uh, and uh, talking about a social media break, a, a social media detox. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that on, on some future shows uh, up there as well. So, so it's fun. It's always fun being on the other side, uh, being the one interviewed uh, as opposed to the, the one uh, interviewing the other people. So, uh, so that's always fun uh, doing that. Uh, so thanks again for that, and thanks all of you for listening. Um, and I'm going to try, really try, to do more on social media, especially drmixavilla.com, and back on the podcast here and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, it's just life has gotten uh, in the way uh, of all of that. But I thank again all of you for for uh, uh, for all your support for all my social media projects, uh, whether it's uh, on Twitter or Facebook or the blog or this podcast. Thanks so much for that. Uh, so that's all I have for you this evening. My name is Mike Sevilla, uh, drmikesevilla.com. Uh, that gets you all my social media projects uh, and what I'm doing these days. And uh, hopefully we will uh, talk to you all very soon uh, down the road. 
and uh, all of you have a good week and a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you all very soon. Good night, everybody.